Hello, welcome to another episode from the Experiential Learning Dialogue series, produced by the Teaching and Learning Center and recorded live from Burnaby Mountain at Simon Fraser University. So, um, that's every year there's this court who uh, choose to do environmental education so that they're going to be able to integrate it in their uh, professional practice. It is not a mandatory course. They, they select that course uh, uh, because they have a first interest in it. But I have to say they are not always aware of how they're going to be challenged in what they think is, uh, teaching is all about. Uh, they go in, they think we're going to sit inside and write and read and discuss, but we're outside, um, I would say, 80% of this course, um, starting, um, well, we meet the first time, and then we're out uh, for the rest of the semester uh, on different locations. We're out in, involved in different, um, um, let's say, uh, on-site um, investigation of, uh, of an environmental issue. Like, let's say, um, the, the, the question of recycling, while we don't treat it as, uh, as, as usually what people have grown up listening to, we go and sit in the incinerator uh, Vancouver Waste to Energy Facility for, for a day and contribute to uh, the day that, as we can, but mostly uh, spend a day in um, waste to energy facility that receives 60% of all uh, garbage. So it's, it's quite um, traumatic for some people. Um, and so that's for one aspect. And the one I'm going to talk about this morning is just the aspect of food sustain, uh, sustainability. And um, that's how we got focus on doing the garden the learning garden here at SFU. So the first uh, few um, um, exploration we do as a group is obviously in some area, urban environment or um, different park that they know they will be able to access as teacher after. Uh, so here we're in Stanley Park um, and they uh, end up um, spending the day uh, as students would do, like as the kid would do in their future classroom. Uh, but they're having a lot of uh, fun. They, she did lick the thing <laughs> to see if it really frees their tongue, and it does. And anyway, uh, so they end up playing like this, but they realize afterward that they would never do that with their students because it would be way too dangerous or scary or and, and then they realized that all the learning they would experience they would miss if they don't go beyond their fear of organizing, things like that. So, um, so that was one aspect was to first get over the fear of being outside. And um, because for teachers, they think the biggest thing they're going to learn during their PDP is how to control their students. So this aspect of control discipline. Whoa, what am I doing here? 
this aspect of uh, control and fear of losing students or, or lack of discipline, uh, we re there's a big, big, big work being done on that and the importance of environmental experience exactly for that purpose, create a stronger focus where that sort of, of uh, discipline, uh, artificial discipline is not required. So um, the main project so that was happening here on campus and has been happening for a few years now is there's a learning garden where uh, our group had access to um, a garden, urban garden. And so the group of teacher, every cohort that does a PDP and that does um, Education 454, end up showing up one morning having to start a garden from scratch. Uh, so we have the box there, thanks to a colleague of mine, who uh, Veronica Holton, she finished her PhD and now moved on to Oregon. I don't know if they garden more there or <laughs> But anyway, so she's in Oregon. And uh, so the, she started the whole idea of using the uh, SFU Learning Garden by starting with her core two, and their project was called Give P a Chance. And we took over uh, her uh, boxes in the garden. And so this court of teacher, starting from scratch, um, cleaned everything and, and uh, restart a complete garden with what they wanted to have in it. And also with one focus was that they knew they were only there for this four months. So it's a little bit short for a garden. So there was the aspect of continuity, community involvement, where they got an established contact with, uh, uh, I'll go back to the one before, to the child center at SFU. And but that, that part was a first, because the child center got so involved, and they were so happy about this connection, because then they go with the kid. And when the teacher were done, after four months, they pick up the basil, they did pesto, and they, I mean, they had the, the whole group totally involved in what the teacher had done. So <clears throat> there was that aspect of uh, uh, connecting with the community at SFU. Uh, so once that the garden got going, um, they were invited to uh, go up and scale up the whole experience. So it became from a garden, it became urban farming. And so here, uh, this is the connection that this program has uh, with one urban farm, which is called Lutet Farm on the Vancouver, North Vancouver. Uh, Lutet Farm has provide um, um, first counseling for teacher and training but also provide a lot of help for school to go ahead and have their own garden. Because one worry that uh, teacher in training have when they do a lot of experiential work is that once they're done, they're gonna get into a school and oof, they're not gonna find the support to keep going experiential learning. Because school who has a garden, uh, the one who have, uh, it's not only for uh, one specific class. Every aspect of the curriculum gets involved in the management of the garden, even the yeah, business school. 
they, because they have to sell their product and it has to <laughs> generate something anyway. So it includes all the different courses of the curriculum. So their worry, their, that's one of their big worry, is that they're not going to find any support. But that's where they establish here contact with the team at Lutet Farm. And they have people going around in every school, so they're going to have somebody visiting them once they're in a school setting to help them start things at a different scale. So we were there to work that day, and uh, as we established our, our, our uh, uh, collaboration, uh, so we were there to work, and it's real work. Uh, we go a different day of the week, and so I want to stop on that image because um, like with every volunteer work, um, in the case of, of experiential learning in this course, you, this is where you meet one morning and this is what you're going to have to do. So is that still volunteer work? Um, it's, 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 this is, you have to try it. So the experience is, is a little bit, uh, uh, let's say, uh, you don't decide that morning that you're going to shovel uh, compost. but. At first, yes, there was moment where there were conversation like, "Do I, re did I really put my name for this?" Or, so uh, I, I've checked over the years this, this sort of uh, surprise in force in, in face of experiential learning, and the feedback at the end is always overwhelming, uh, good you, because you don't know you, you have to try it to know. So uh, it always worked well. There is one thing that's absolutely fascinating, though. And on this image, there's one person who was doing her PDP. And um, it was something very interesting to, to go through with her, because we have at the PDP people who come to BC and want to uh, start teaching, but they're from all over the world. And that person had been um, uh, in, in Russia, had been part of the forced labor farming aspect of, uh, of their, their, their system there. So it's not always all like green and, and you know, running, singing in the field. For her, it was very challenging to be told that to become a teacher in BC, she was going to shovel compost because this is not culturally, it didn't fit. Or, or picture of, of becoming a teacher. So the cultural aspect is a huge area with bring up so many great conversation because the other students who were all into it realized that this was just a, a cultural um, uh, value that they had and that other people coming uh, and joining the group did not have. It was not just fun to go shovel down. Anyway, so I like that picture for that because even though they all had different background uh, and to that extreme of becoming from for, uh, work farm, uh, forced labor, well, they, they still uh, gain a lot from, uh, from the experience. So it, was, it did involve uh, actual planting, preparing the, the farm and everything. And so here is this other level where they know there's going to be a net uh, this is uh, Sutherland's uh, High School on the North Shore again. But the uh, Lutet Farm has been meeting with school district and all those nice, lovely green 
uh, grass that school has, like in front of their building, is uh, it's now more and more turned into a massive garden. Where what teachers have learned here uh, at SFU, um, they it is really transplanted locally. So Sutherland has a very important production every year, uh, where students have to manage, plan, sell. Uh, and do all the, the work to maintain the garden. So uh, this is why um, environmental education, although it does, um, it does bring the, all the pre-teacher in the outdoor, it is challenging at many levels as far as uh, integrating all their different uh, cultural um, backgrounds. Okay. Um, so the response, yeah, is overwhelming after exactly because, like I said, they didn't even sign uh, for it at first, and they don't know to what extent it's going to go. But um, we've been keeping in touch for like the past six years to uh, blogs and those kind of tools. That concludes this audio episode of the Teaching and Learning Center's recording of the Experiential Learning Dialogue series. Listen to other episodes from these events or visit our website at sfu.ca slash tlc. Oh.